0: I'll tell you what, we're going to get started on a Christmas message. This series is called When Suddenly. When uh, we might want to look, yeah, uh, whew, a little bit of light. Let me get, anybody any sunglasses out there on the front row? That would be helpful. Okay. I'm going to whip my whistle and I'm ready. I had last weekend off and I thought, yeah, I can't wait to this Sunday. And then uh, on this week, early in the week, I had to preach for a January message coming to Troy. So I came in here and preached my heart out, which I don't know is... We used to do them here, but we found I can be more focused on them by doing it later in the week. But I miss y'all and y'all's faces. So get me some great video clips today. Will you make sure you get down and get some of these college kids so I can put their faces up? You won't forget. You won't believe this. A few weeks ago, I came in here, and I was doing a message, and I preached my heart out. I laid it down. I gave it everything I had. I did a Dan Davis. Sweat was running off my head. I felt good. I laid it out. I walked off. Mark Bethayer, our illustrious student pastor, walked up to me. He says, I've got bad news. I said, what? He goes, we have no audio. Do it again. <laughs> Boy, you know there's demons living then, don't you? Well, today I'm not doing it again. I'm going to do it one time and one time only. When suddenly is a message. When suddenly hope was revealed. When suddenly hope broke through. I love that word hope. Just several months ago, I decided to preach on hope, and now I've kind of decided I preach on prayer a lot, but I think I'm going to start preaching on hope a lot, too, because I found in this generation, in this world, a lot of people are disappointed. A lot of people don't have a lot of hope. A lot of people are looking for something more. So this morning, I want to talk to you about hope and about when the hope of Christ gets revealed. There at the very top of your outline, I want you to look there on your worship guide when you came in. Somebody gave that to you. And it says this, it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now that right there is really the gist from the apostle Paul that I'm going to talk about today, that somehow God would infuse you, give you an infusion of hope. Let me ask you, does anybody need an infusion of hope this morning besides me? Uh, Let me ask it again. Who needs an infusion of hope? Hold your hands high. Every last one of you are like, well, no, I'm just going to be the pessimist till Jesus comes. Well, hey, you come stand in line. I'm going to slap you in the head real quick. You need hope. We need hope. Hope that will not disappoint. You know, I see people all the time. They're always reckoning and they're always thinking and they're always hoping something's going to turn out different. And I want to tell you today you've come to a place called hope. It's the living church of Jesus Christ. It's called Christ Community. It's an outpost here at Ryan Road at at Troy University on Sunday mornings. It's called Momentum Ministries. But it's just a place that people come and they lay their lives down. They lay their study schedules down. They lay down whatever, and they encounter Christ. They encounter the one in his hope that Christ somehow breaks through. It's the story of Christmas. The people were just at a tough place just at a dark place, just at a place where there was a lot of gloom and doom and not a lot of hope going on. And, and it's marked by a period of 400 years of silence. Now, I don't know today, somebody hears my voice and you feel like it's been 400 years since you heard from God. Do I have a witness? Don't say anything. You say, well, it's been 400 hours. It's been 400 days. It feels like four hundred years. Well, my prayer is I've been praying and preparing this week is that God is going to speak some hope and there's some people that have lost hope. They've just given up. They're just kind of going through the motions. They just came today to church because they heard somebody told them that they needed to come. Somebody told me to buy them lunch and they said, well, hey, that's a free lunch. I'll go. And you're saying, ain't nothing free. I got to endure you. But, here, but here's the deal. Hope breaks through. It's really the story of Christmas. Um, as I think about here, you know, silence for 400 years. I know when I feel like God goes off my radar and I don't hear from him for maybe a day, I feel separated. I feel distant. I'm like, God, why did you grow silent? Maybe there's some sin, something that's not pleasing. Maybe God just wants me to be quiet and still myself for him. But there's a breakthrough that wants to come. Some of you today have decided I'm waiting for December 25th. That's when hope comes for me. Well, you don't have to wait for December 25th. You know, if you're waiting for December 25th, some of you are going to be disappointed. Can I just ask anybody, has anybody at one Christmas, so don't raise your hand if your mama's in the house because she could be upset, but if your mama's not in the house, you can raise your hand. Has anybody ever been upset because you didn't get for Christmas what you thought you wanted to get or what you wanted? Uh Uh-huh. Like, you remember when you thought you were going to get that car for Christmas and you got a matchbox? Somehow you ain't going to drive that puppy to the university or off, or or you thought you were going to get this and they gave you a tie because they thought a tie looked nice. What are you going to do with a tie at Christ Community Church? Have you thought about that lately? <laughs> you know, nobody gives me ties anymore, and I say amen. Now, every once in a while, I'll buy a tie just to kind of change it up for a funeral because I wear suits for three occasions, weddings, seriously, funerals. Listen, girls, and this is the truth, championships. That's the only three things I wear them for. So there's no pressure. Don't choke. Don't play like you did the other day. Play hard, girls. Win the Nationals. I want to wear a suit, okay? I love these girls, man, and I think they love me. At least they tell me that. They go, man. And you know what? I preached on mercy one time, and these girls said, Pastor Keith, could you tell Dan that again? He has no mercy when he runs us. <laughs> yeah, I said that from this stage. Let him hear it. Here we go. A dark season for thousands of years, in Israel anticipates the arrival of a king. Have you ever anticipated something? You just couldn't wait. Jordan, I just saw you. It's so good to have you and Jimmy back in the house and your son, the king, the princess and y'all anticipated his arrival into this world and since he's arrived life has been what jimmy sleepless yeah i understand alona we've been anticipating your arrival from bayside we've been longing for a few months and finally it arrived and it's here and it's going quick and some of us are waiting for christmas we can't wait for christmas we can't wait for whatever but here it is they had anticipated a king A king, a ruler, one that would come. They had talked about him 700 years before Christ. The prophet Isaiah spoke about the king in Isaiah 9, 1 through 12. If you just want to turn over to Isaiah, you see that beautiful Christmas story. And you see that the people were walking in darkness. And yet they have seen a great light on those living in the land of the deep darkness. A light has dawned. A light has dawned has appeared. The glorious light of the gospel has come forth. That's the story of Christmas. That's the story of a Christ follower. The light of Christ comes to fill you. Those that said yes to Christ in baptism today, Christ has dawned. Christ has come. Christ is invaded. But man's got a problem. He needs to look to the source. He needs to look to God. And there's this specific prophetic promise that comes. From Isaiah, and he said, "A light's coming. A light's gonna dawn. Hope's gonna come." But today, there's some people that a cloud of hopelessness is hovering over your life. Everywhere you turn, you're disappointed. You're dismayed. You don't feel like things are going to get better. You don't. Uh, uh, let me talk to you, college students, that you're in the house right now. How many of you just feel like, man, biology ain't never going to end. Calculus is never going to get over. That paper's never going to end. That teacher's never going to shut up. That preacher's never going to quit. No, you don't ever say that. Hey, it's just not going to end. And you need help. And there's hopelessness. And, and yet, or I'm not going to be able to face tomorrow. And that's what I think Christ does. He helps us face our tomorrows. But you need hope. You need assurance. And when you get hope, you get aligned with the heavenly. You get aligned with hope. And then you can, don't have to have wishful thinking that you're wishing something. I want you to look here. I forgot to write it in there, but it should say message truth. You that see my notes weekly. It says hope is not found in something, it is found in someone. Hope is not found in something, it is found in someone. And that someone is the person, the Lord Jesus Christ. See, you've been hoping in the wrong thing. You've been trusting. You've been wishing. You've been uh, thinking that, hey, I'm gonna find it here. If I just find the right person, then life is gonna be good and you married a goat. Hey, you're hey, if I just if I just if I just get this major in school, if I just get this, you're never gonna find it in things of this world. It's gotta be in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, Jenny, I looked out there and saw you. I mean, I love this girl, Jenny, man. I, at momentum, she's getting engaged. I mean, she's got engaged. You're already engaged. Sorry, bro. I don't want to. He's like, man, we're already engaged. They're going to get married. And man, she was anticipating that. And I heard you're a romantic guy. But you know, it's just so cool to see y'all here today and how you're looking forward to your wedding day. And some of so you girls in here are like, oh, what a great story. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know y'all want to get married too, but that's not the course of the day. But what is it when hope breaks through? When hope breaks through, life takes on new meaning. You begin to say that hope is there, but reality is here. Hope is over there at the church. Hope is over there, they say, for the religious. But my reality is here. Reality says I'm sick. Reality says I'm broke. Reality says things are tough. Reality says it's not going to work out. But hope says I'm enough. I'm the source. Hope says Trust in me. Look to me. Allow Jesus to break in in your situation. I don't know what it is. It could be something really tough, but Christ wants to come. And when life just seems to be falling apart, trust in hope. Look to the person of hope, Christ. In John 16, he talks about being peace. In John 15, he says, I am the vine, and those that abide in me will bear fruit. They'll bear much fruit. You're found in Christ. You're finding your identity in him. He wants to be your hope. And there's three words that I want you to see here this morning. They're going to come up. The first one's impatience. Maybe you could be there. You're just struggling with impatience. So let's pull that impatience slide up there today. The second one is preference. You're saying by the dot there. He goes, okay, preference. I, I, I don't know what's happening. I have a preference and my preference is this. And the third one is perception. So, impatience, preference, perceptions. I want to try to break these down. I want to try to show you some things biblically and see what God says here. Because we're impatient. But here's what I've learned about God as I've walked with him for over three decades. God's timing is never my timing or your timing. The Father's timing is perfect. He's never late. He's always on time. He's always preparing. He's getting things ready. Right now, he's getting you ready for something and you're impatient, and you don't want to wait. Let's look at Matthew 2, 9 and 10. It says, and after they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen, when it rose, it went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star at just the right time, they were amazed. They were overjoyed. It welled up in Titus 1, 3 in the New Living. It says, and revealed this message which we announced to everyone. It is by the command of God our Savior that I be entrusted with this work for him In Romans 5, 6, I love this. It says, and at just the right time, when we were still powerless, that's you and me, Christ died for the ungodly. We ought to say a big amen right there. Amen. Christ died for the sinful. He died for the unrighteous. He died for you just at the right time. In God's calendar, Christ, that Isaiah prophesied about, came. And at just the right time, you came to this place. At just the right time, I pray you're going to make a decision for Christ. And let's look at the next one here, preferences. Oh, we're all about preferences. Do I get the perfect gift? Now, we've talked about that a little bit, but a lot of us have a perfect gift that we want. If I could give, but if we're really honest, we could go, if I could just receive the perfect gift, it'd be okay this year. You're a young girl. You're going, if I could just receive that ring this Christmas, that would just be great, Jesus. And you're the guy, if I could just receive that gun, you know, that that rifle that I've been admiring, if I could just receive this, if I could just receive that scholarship, if I could just get that. But life's fragile. And God wants to come in and fill that spot. You know, what I found is it's easy to look to other things and not to look to Christ. We attach hope to things. I prefer this. I prefer that. I prefer to eat here. I prefer you act like that. I prefer you do this. How many of you have preferences this morning? Okay, here it is. I prefer for this team to win the national championship. Does anybody want to know where I'm going with that? Hey, I've waited a long time. I've been preaching 30-something years. you got to say, bless him, Lord. Come on, come on. Bless him, Lord. I can tell you, you don't like your pastor right now. Anyway, I'm just kind of excited, you know. Hey, did you hear about my Trojans yesterday? they had a good season then they had a really pitiful season and yesterday somebody beat somebody so we're in the Sun Belt." Uh, Matt what is it are we the winners or are we going what is it Matt where you at Matt stand up Matt's a big football player we baptized here last year Matt what you, stand up tell me son I don't want anybody to say how big and muscle, muscular you are there you go Matt tell them what, what are y'all doing now there you go all right man there you go big Matt well, that was pitiful, huh? Oh, man, I'm praying for you, bro. I'm pulling, man. Go Trojans. Ah, right, here we go. So preferences. Matt prefers to play in a good bow, okay? So put that on your prayer list. All right, so they're going to find out what's going on. We all, we all have preferences. We, we all wonder. We, we, we wonder, but, you know, there's a surety. There's a certainty. In Hebrews, it says that he's an anchor for our soul. He's one that we can attach to. He's one that we can hold on to. He's one that we can grasp. Despite our circumstances, we can grasp, we can hold, we can cling, we can embrace, we can press in. We can be smothered in the love and the assurance of Christ. There's a confidence there in Jesus that is just found in nowhere else. We grab onto the hope. There's, a, there's an instinct for us to have an anchor to attach ourselves to steadiness. We want to be steady. Have you watched older people? We don't have a lot of older people in our congregation, and I love it as we age, and as I age, I'm going to like it even more. But, but you know, when my, my stepmom, I went to see her the other day, and she's 80. She'll be 83 next month, and she's got already had one knee replacement, and she needs another one, and she fell the other day on the patio, and it took her about 30 minutes. Her, her, her little device here that calls for help flew off in the bush, and she couldn't find it, and it was a tough situation. And, yeah, I, I know, didn't it go, oh, I mean, I know, we're, we're touched by it. But I've noticed when I'm with her now, she, she gets her cane out, and she just kind of walks with that. thing. And it's kind of it's, it's hard to watch. I know on the stage, sometimes I walk, and I can walk, and I just fall off, and I lose my step. You know what I'm saying? But I act like I know what I'm doing when I slip, you know? But I'm looking for somebody to steady me. How about spiritually? How steady are you? are you steady in christ are you steady in your biblical practices are you steady in hearing god's word are you steady in giving your praise and your worship are you steady in your petitions to god are you steady in your spiritual disciplines only you can answer that but we grab to the hope see somebody's broke something on you somebody's broke vows with you somebody's lied to you somebody's put you under the table somebody's didn't put you on their hot list you're you're not your uh, their opinion of you is not as high uh, can i just be real candid i'm a pastor and have done this for a lot of years and i have a lot of friends and and i have some enemies I have people that don't like me, and I have people that like me, and I don't understand why they don't like me, but they just don't. And and, and used to it bother me heavily when somebody's opinion went down, and I'm like, well, why don't you like me? And they just because I just don't. Is it, does anybody, 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 anybody that don't like you? Can, can you be honest? You don't get out much, do you? <laughs> I'll assure you, everybody's got somebody. Now, probably not my mother-in-law. She's probably one of the sweetest people that Jesus ever made. Everybody loves my mother-in-law. She's just sweet she's just sweet through and through I, i'm not sweet sometimes but i want to be sweet you know i like the um girls because they always cheer me and they laugh at my jokes and tell me they love me but 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 here's the deal so we say god of hope fill us but let me give it to the third one perception there's a perception here that you're getting robbed of your hope it's not circumstantial but it's the perceptual focus what do you focus on are you focusing on christ see right now in the natural we see here and now that's all we can see we, we can see the present And I can see across the room now with the spirit of faith and with the gift of being a visionary God allows me to see things in the future But pretty much we see the here and now but what I love about god what I love about his heart is He sees now But he sees not yet How many of you love the not yet god? He sees what not yet has come to pass, but he's a sovereign king and he knows what's going to happen in your future And the Bible says that you have a future and you have a hope with God. So put your trust in him. May the God, let's go back to it. Here it is. You're looking at the problem. Here it is. I want you to hear this word. If you don't get anything out of what I've said today, look at this. Some of you are focused on the problem this morning. And that's all you see. And the problem is weighing you down. And you're getting beat up, baby. You look like South Carolina right now. You're getting whipped, okay? I just worked that in there, okay? But you need to look to the provider, the provider is the lord god almighty and you don't see there's any way out you're hoping things are going to get better you're hoping you're going to get a solution you hope there's going to be a breakthrough and hope is on its way in the person of christ let's go back to the key text romans 15 13 look at it again the very top of your outline may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I really like that. And in the Greek, when it means overflow, it means unceasing. It just flows. It would be like uh, some of you that drink coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. And and some of you are saying, praise God, if if he's that hyped up without caffeine, what would he do? But I did have a little chocolate muffin this morning. Okay, but here we go. But here's, I just had to confess that I'm, I'm on God's stage. But here's the deal. You you get a cup of coffee, and some of you, I don't know what it is, but some of you have this ability. You try to fill it to the very top of the cup, and you want to see if you can fill it to where it almost, and then you walk. And when you walk, it sloshes over. And God wants to fill you and I just like a cup of coffee. He wants to fill it and keep filling, and it just sloshes, and it just overflows. And everywhere you go, you just overflow with hope. I'm praying that today some people are going to get that kind of hope in Jesus that you're going to overflow with a confident assurance that God loves you, He has a destiny for you, He has a plan for you, He's working in your life, He's giving you assurance, He's giving you confidence, He's giving you joy, unspeakable, and you you go, God, let it flow, let it flow, let it spill out, God. That kind of hope is contagious. And I pray that we could be filled with people like that at the university and in this room and in our city Hope, I think, fills this room as we worship Jesus. How do we make the jump? Now, I want you to write this down. This is, this is bonus in your, uh, your notes today. Ready? You identify the barrier. You identify the, the barrier that's keeping you from hope. For some of us, it'll be different things. And you identify that barrier today that's held you back from hope. And then once you identify that, get it right, then immerse yourself in Jesus. These students today, for Kyle and Carly, they were immersed, baptized into Jesus. And they overflowed with his life. And Christ wants us to be immersed with him. He wants us to walk that out. And look what it says here. In the darkness, get ready to write. In the darkness, the light shines the brightest. I love candlelighting here because we have an amazing service on the 24th. Be here at 5 o'clock, come early. It's an amazing time. And we'll have this room. At some point, it'll go totally black. Everything will be black. And then there'll be one light. It'll be the light of Christ. It'll be the the Christ candle. And little by little, we'll begin to light other candles in the room. And the lights will begin to grow row by row. And there'll be some light. And I'll look out and I'll see faces. And then I'll go, now hold your candles up. And as we raise our candles to the heavens, you'll see the illumination of the light. And it dispels the darkness. And it is the most beautiful sight. And I carry it all year in my vision and my heart. It's the hope of the world it's the hope of jesus so here it shines brightly listen to what it says it says the angel of the lord appeared to them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terrified because hope broke through but the angel said to them do not be afraid i bring you good news that will cause you great joy for today in the town of david a savior has been born he is the messiah the lord here it is let me let me get you somebody say well i've heard that verse i've heard it here it is listen Cancer is gone. Would that be light? Hello? Would that be light? Amen. John Mark, you're going home from the hospital. Is that light, Faith? Amen. And you're not coming back. Praise God. Your kid is coming home from Iraq. The light has come. Your baby gets to go home from the hospital. The light has broken. Your womb has been closed for years. And your womb is open now. And that child will be born. The light has come. Has it, church? Amen. You can't have kids. You've tried to adopt and the process is long. And you get a call. And they go, we've got a baby for you on Tuesday. Can you be here? The light has come. You've got a drug habit. You're an alcoholic, man. Things are out of control. And somehow you get help and you get hope. And there's a breakthrough. The light has dawned. Well, I'm talking to you, church. For unto us a child is born, a son's given it. The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Everlasting, Wonderful Counselor. It doesn't say weak God. It says mighty God. I love that. He's a mighty God. He gives hope. Today, there's somebody that just needs to lean on to the mighty God. Look at this point B. Hope born for you that it might be born in you. Christ was born for you and me that he might be born in us. It's called conversion. It's called salvation. It's called giving your life to Christ. Here's a C. Hope is more than wishful thinking. Hope is active trust faith is an active thing hope is an active living trust in jesus christ lord i place my faith unconditionally in you here it is let me give it to you students some of you go i hope i'll graduate can i just tell you your mom and dad hope you'll graduate too some of you say i hope i'll get married i hope that comes for you some of you say i hope i get a job i hope you get a job too hey i hope it works out i hope you get it but actively step out of the darkness into the light of christ So trust him. Say, Lord, I trust you in new ways today. But I want to just share this with you quickly. As we think about this morning, Hannah and the team saying, lead me to the cross. I love Christmas and I love the lighted cross. And this is bonus material. I want you to write it down quickly. Three things about the cross. The cross speaks for itself. From the cross, God speaks to us and over us and in us. And listen, number one, at the cross, you find out you are deeply loved by God you're saying, what do you mean? At the cross, God says, I spare not my son. I give my life as a ransom for many. I give him as a supreme sacrifice that you can be brought home to me. And God proves his love at the cross. Here's the second thing. The cross says, you and I are not forgotten. God says, hey, I didn't just wind up the clock and go, I'm a clock maker. God says, I'm interested in your life, and I've not forgotten about you. So every time you look at the cross, go, God, you didn't forget about my situation. God, you're there for me. God, you believe on me, or you believe in me. And the third thing is, because of the cross, you and I can overflow with confident hope, confident assurance, confident hope in the one that was raised from the dead for you and I. See, we live in a harsh, unpredictable world, society, where things are hard And Christ says, put your trust in me, and I'll be an anchor for your soul. Now, this morning, I'm just wondering, uh, believers, those that trust Jesus, the church, have been entrusted with the message of hope. And that's our story. That's our mission this season and every day of our life, to live the gospel. As this team goes to Trinidad, it's to live out the hope of Christ. And I just pray that God's going to fill us with unqualifiable hope and we're not afraid. And, and Jesus says, I'm coming again. I'm coming back for you. He said he would return and he will return for his bride. But this morning, I'm just wondering, is there somebody here today that just needs to make that prayer of commitment to Jesus? So as you play, Taylor, I, I, I just got to say this as we get ready. Taylor, uh, it's amazing. Did you, y'all don't know this, but Taylor, her daddy's a preacher. And she calls me dad too, so I love you too, sweetie. And she has a sister that was on the other side of the stage, and she plays bass. And her name is Madison, and that means her daddy's a preacher. Yeah, and and they have a brother, and his name is Logan, and his daddy's a preacher, and he plays the drums. How about the Kane kids? Could you thank God for the Kane kids this morning? Amen. Amen. Anyway, neat story. Well, today, bow your heads. This is Taylor Place. Just be still and ask yourself, Is are you a person that feels hopeless today? Do you find yourself hopeless in the room this morning that the circumstances of this world have somehow overcome you, overwhelmed you, have paralyzed you? Or are you a person today that your heart has encountered?